It's time for Tiger Talk on Double K Country. It's our weekly discussion of Nevada Tiger Athletics. Tiger Talk is brought to you by Buzz's Barbecue, Nevada Auto Mall, Emory's Truck Stop, Fairy Funeral Home, 54 Feet and Seed, Sutherland's Home Base, First National Bank, Eldorado Cycle and Outdoor Equipment, 54 Veterinary Clinic, Compass Health Network, Sharky's Pub and Grub, Nevada Family Dentistry, Thorpe's Appliances, The Plumbing Shop, MyNevadaMode.com, and Smith Insurance Agency. Let's now join the voice of Nevada Tigers, Mike Harbett, for Tiger Talk. And a very pleasant good everybody. Welcome to Tiger Talk tonight here on KNDM and KNMO, our final edition for the winter sports season here tonight as the, uh, actually the fall sports season, winter sports season coming up in a couple of weeks. But tonight, the Nevada Tigers uh, will be represented by Tiger Head football coach Wes Beachler. And then a little bit later on, uh, we will dabble into winter sports because we're also going to be joined by Nevada Liddy Tiger Head basketball coach Blake Howarth, who's also happens to be an assistant football coach as well. So we had an interesting two or three weeks. And uh, we'll talk to him a little bit later on in the program as well. They get their season underway on Tuesday at home against the Mount Vernon Lady Mountaineers. Of course, tonight we're going to come back and talk with head coach Wes Beetzler about the uh, Class 4 District 7 championship game at Lincoln College Prep in Kansas City this past Friday night. We'll talk about the season as a whole, and we'll also dip into the future of Tiger football as well. We'll get that all underway after this first time out on Tiger Talk. Do you miss those old day cafes where your family can go and have great food cooked from scratch? Then head to Emory's Truck Stop in Deerfield, Missouri. They have those old-fashioned cheeseburgers chicken fried steak, mashed potatoes and gravy, hot beef sandwiches, and breakfast served all day. And don't forget the fresh pies made daily or the gas available 24 hours a day pay at the pump. It's the locals' favorite hangout for great food, conversation, exceptional service, and low prices. Emory's Truck Stop on the south side of Highway 54 in Deerfield. Where you get your deal, Nevada Auto Mall. Where you get your deal, on a new or pre-owned car. Over 15 years of serving you in our community. You're more than a customer, your family. Where you get your deal, Nevada Auto Mall. Where you get your deal. Fairy Funeral Home is proud to have served the Nevada and surrounding area since 1925 and continues to be locally owned and family run. Fairy Funeral Home is also a proud supporter of the area's youth and Nevada high school athletics. When times are hard and you need a kind hand with a familiar face, count on Fairy Funeral Home for the sincerity your family deserves. Fairy Funeral Home, three generations finding a better way to help. 301 South Washington in Nevada. Find them fast in names and numbers. The holidays are upon us and it might be time to think about visiting Sutherland's home base of Nevada for those great gift giving ideas. With all sorts of products from power tools to outdoor items to the home and garage products and brands everyone on your list wants. Plus always remember Sutherland's home base is the right place to find what you need no matter what the temperature is. Great products, great people, low prices. Sutherland's home base, 2101 East Austin, Nevada, ready for your holiday shopping. And welcome back on Tiger Talk tonight. Again, Mike Harper with you, Voice of the Tigers. We're going to take a one-week sabbatical from uh, Tiger Talk next week. Of course, Thanksgiving is a week from tomorrow. We're going to take next Wednesday night off and then 
come back and uh, get ready for the uh, winter sports season. The winter sports season actually will already be underway when we do our first program, but that'll be on Wednesday, December the 1st. So uh, join, make sure you join us in two weeks. Right now, for his final time, though, uh, this uh, fall sports season is uh, Nevada Tiger football coach Wes Beachler. Coach, how are you now that uh, you've had a couple of days to kind of wind down, I guess, a little bit? It's not always um, best time of year, Mike, as you can imagine. So it's always a little bit frustrating, you know, and – I was just visiting with somebody yesterday about um, my longest tenure ever has been five years. So I was five years my first job in Kansas, and I was five years at Parkview. This is my fifth year here, and so are it, you trying to sell something? No, but it, it's it's just rare that I get to see kids that were eighth graders when I arrived that go mm-hmm. through. So th- this is my second group of seniors that I've I've coached them all through high through high school excuse me so that, that that's always a little bit tough just understanding you're not going to coach those kids in that capacity again is sometimes hard to wrap your brain around so that's that's been a uh, tough to swallow got good group of seniors for the second straight year um, I hope that trend continues for two years in a row Mike we've talked about this a lot over the over the stretch of the season that uh, we've had seniors that are really Nevada first and um you know, I, I hope that continues to trend that way. But, you know, we, we've – it just gets harder and harder. Kids kids with – I of course, I always have my crux with social media and things like that that I'm not a big fan of. But um, it just seems like kids more and more, just it's about them. And it's less and less about Nevada. And we've had back-to-back senior classes that are just – it's about Nevada. I mean, they, they'll sacrifice anything to put Nevada ahead of themselves and we hope that can continue so you're basically saying now that you've uh, you're in this fifth year and your second stand here in Nevada and uh, the first day was only a couple of years so do you do you find uh, you find yourself getting more attached to your players than well, I think so. I, yeah I think that's natural and just you know the kids in general this you know the, I have I've had uh, there's several kids that don't play football that I've had in the weight room for four years now since they were freshmen and I think you just get more attached we, we've got some um senior boys and girls who are power lifters that I've had every year since they were freshmen. And, you know, hopefully the powerlifting meets are open back up again this year. Um, but you know, we've, we've been pretty successful in that. I think we're the only three slash four, a school that consistently places in the top five in those meets. Cause a lot of times when you go to the state meet down at Glendale, there's, there's class five and six schools there. And yet our boys and girls will still place third or fifth somewhere in the top five overall. And that's, that's pretty good showing when you've got, you know, Liberty North and, and some Lee Summit schools down there, and you've got the Willards and the Glendales and the Kickapoos and those bigger schools. So, yeah, you have a chance to get attached to those kids that you're used to seeing every day or at least throughout the school year. And then a lot of them come in the summer and lift. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 uh, you definitely uh, have some attachments with some of those kids that you work with day in and day out. Well, let's talk about the, the ball game. We've got I've got it up here on one of our monitors, actually, uh, starting at the beginning. So just to kind of let it be playing here in the background, in case you're spotting that. I'm sure you've – I don't know. Have you bothered to watch the video? Yeah, I went in Saturday morning for a while and, and just really just kind of let it play and just sit there mm-hmm. and watch it. And then it was either Sunday Sunday or Monday night, I, I kind of really broke down the first three or four series just, just for the, the sake of – the things that we did well and the things that we need to work on because, because that never ends. I mean, you know, it's, uh, in the wintertime here, I'll spend some time breaking down film and seeing what the things we did well, some, where, we, where we need to add some wrinkles to change some things up, the formations we, we utilized well and, and those kind of things. But saw some very positive. I did send out a few texts to a few kids I thought played really well. Just I'll keep that between me mm-hmm. and those, those individual kids. But uh, just appreciate their hard work and how well they performed in the circumstances and, you know, 
that was mostly seniors and just was glad at the, the way they played and how they conducted themselves in that last game. And so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's bittersweet that we, we got, you know, we, uh, I had a, a text, nice text from a couple of big eight coaches talking about, you know, congratulate me on a good season. And they said, we hope a lot of those skill players are gone. I'm like, well, there's not a lot of skill players. I'm not, I'm not sure there's any of them that are really gone. Uh, no, I think we'll, we'll miss Cartman Hiley's catches there. Yeah. Cartman finished here with, I think over 15 catches, but, um, but the line, we've got some big shoes to fill on the line. You know, Jackson Dreyer, Logan Smith, uh, Lucas Higgins, those three have started a long, long time. Since their sophomore year, they started, and, and they've been pretty consistent up there. And we've got some big shoes to fill there with, with those three departing on that offensive line. And, and they also had some time on the defensive line as well. well we're going to talk about that in the, uh, the next segment. Uh, right now, let's go back and take a look at the ball game against Lincoln College Prep. Again, 41-18 was the – the final score in the ball game certainly not as many uh, offensive highlights as uh, we've become accustomed to during the course of the season, but uh, we're going to run through them for you here real quickly. As uh, the Veda Tigers, of course, uh, fell behind early in that ball game, trailing seven nothing after a forty-six yard run by uh, John uh, John Price, a uh, fine running back uh, who's just a sophomore, by the way, for uh, Lincoln College Prep. And that's the thing about them. They're pretty young. Uh, they, they're they going to do some good things again next year. But they scored 549 to go in the first quarter of play. Uh, and they got the extra point, 7-0. Now, the, the thing about that is you actually got the ball first and drove the ball very well. And we're going to talk about that. You racked up a lot of yards in that game, just didn't get the payoff, and uh, drove the ball, I don't know, probably about 65 yards before you had the interception uh, down about the five-yard line. So it's kind of a tough turn of events uh, to have that turnover, and then uh, they come down scoring their next drive. Or the first drive. Actually. Well, yeah, that was that was the last play on our script, and um, I mean things were going really well, and 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 we you know we discussed a lot that week that we we didn't want to take a lot of shots downfield to the deeper routes because they're so fast in the secondary, and you know we took a shot um, to a deeper route, and they they closed on it quick, and you know just one of those unfortunate things where the play was there, um, you know, but. Uh, we needed to hit the right target in that, in that circumstance. And for whatever reason, view was obscured there for, for from Cade. So just he made the best decision he could at the time. Mm-hmm. And they're so fast in the secondary that we were concerned about that all week. Just so happened, I know people on radio can't see where we're watching. It just so happened, we the 46-yard run by John Price just went across our uh, our monitor here as he scored. And while we're talking about that, obviously very, very fast to the edge. Uh, it was tough to, to catch up to them to the sideline. Once they got to the sideline, uh, it was trouble. Well, you know, our, our defensive staff talked about it Friday night that, you know, we knew they were fast, but but they were so fast. Mistakes that you would make in a big eight game, like going underneath a block or going around a block, cost you here. Because if you made one false step and got and tried to go underneath the block or around a block, and they were already out the gate and run down the field. So, yeah, just and, – and the same thing on defense. The back end speed, all their linebackers, safeties, and corners were just so much faster than, than most teams we've seen. Now, now we, do we see individuals as fast as some of those guys? Probably one or two, but we're, we're talking six, seven guys on their team on the field that are really, really fast young athletes. Well, they did take the 7 nothing lead, so trailing 7 nothing, and Veda finally finds the end zone on second and goal from the Lincoln College Prep three-yard line when Case Henderson is able to cross the sideline. This came just shy of the midway, port, uh, midway point of the second quarter of play. Jackson Dreyer, the center for Nevada, three-year starter, approaches the football. Now a senior getting ready to snap it back to be sure. He's got Sanderson on his left hip. It'll be Sanderson right side. Follows the blockers down to the one. Trying to get to that goal line. Touchdown. Yeah. Touchdown. Great yard touchdown run for Case Sanderson. 
And Nevada's on the board with a two-point conversion coming up. And that made it 7-6. Nevada did not get the two-point conversion, so they trailed by one at 7-6. Got late into the first half of play. Uh, Nevada had the football again. He had it deep in, uh, in Lincoln College Prep territory, hoping to take the lead before the end of the half. They pick off the pass, go 85 yards the other way, and uh, with three th- three and a half minutes to go in the half, that made it 14-6 in favor of the Blue Tigers. Obviously, uh, that was a big point in the ballgame. That was a big point. You know, it was it was seven to six at the time, and they just kept bringing more and more people into the box, but yet they weren't jamming our tight end. So what we tried to do was run some backfield motion and then hit Cartman Highway on, on just a quick, we call it a tight end pop pass, just a quick dump pass to the tight end. Um, and went a little bit over his hands uh, and right to their safety. So it wasn't, it wasn't a bad throw. It's a little bit high. You know, nine out of ten times, Mike, that, that ball falls to the ground. But just happened to hit right on their safety. I mean, you see it at every level, a ball that sails on a quarterback a little bit, and there's a defender sitting right behind it, gets the pick, and it's not really a bad play or a bad decision. It's just throwing a little too high, and the safety's mm-hmm. sitting right over top of it. Now, if, we, if that ball's down another foot or two, it's probably a 10, 11-yard gain, and we're probably down inside the 15 and still marching the ball. So that's probably the one thing that uh, I, I probably thought about the most on the trip home and, and, again, Friday evening was if we complete that pass or if we just run the ball game, we go down and score there and get up 12-7 or 14-7, how that could have possibly changed the game. But I think overall their speed – was, was going to win out in the long run. And we, we were hoping the cold temperatures and some of those things would, would take a little little speed out of them, a little bit desire to run that ball. But they, they sure opened it up pretty good in the second half. It was a Justin Pearson who had that interception. It came with 3.34 to go until halftime, and uh, they convert the extra point. I made it 14-6. to six, And they had momentum going to the locker room at halftime. They maintained it in the third quarter as they get back-to-back scores. 6.14 to go in the third on a 62-yard run by Jaden Suddeth. Made it 21-6. to six. And then an eight-yard run with 45 seconds to go in the third quarter and the, uh, by the quarterback, Zach Shelby. The extra point was blocked, but still at that point a 27-6 lead uh, late in the third, very late in the third quarter in favor of the uh, Blue Tigers. Veda, though, did try to get back in the ball game early in the fourth as uh, they got back in the game by finishing off a long drive of their own. First and goal from the three-yard line, and this time it's Jordan Johnson who finds the end zone. First and goal for Nevada. Veda trying to finish off this drive. 10.55 to go here in the fourth quarter. Beesler way out wide to the right side. Still in the pistol wing, though, for Nevada. They'll go to Johnson. Over right guard. Puts his head down. End zone. Touchdown. Jordan Johnson in the end zone for the Nevada Tigers for the ninth time this season. Three-yard touchdown run. And Nevada trying to work their way back in this ball game. Now trail 27 to 12 with a two-point conversion coming up. Well, unfortunately, didn't get the two-point conversion, which would have made it 27-14. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a two-score game at that point if you get that two-point conversion. But it was, first of all, before we talk about what happened afterwards, let's talk about the play that Johnson scores on. Well, just, I mean, Jordan's done a good job all year. You know, he was uh, he was in a fullback position last year at Fort Scott as a, as a dive back, so he's really good between the tackles. He's good at getting downhill quick, and just another example of, Lion doing a pretty good job up front, and Jordan running tough uh, for a short yardage play there to get the score. Well, you had some momentum at that point. You're, you're probably feeling good. It's still early on in the fourth quarter of play. A couple of breaks go your way. 
pardon me, right back in it. However, that kind of got snuffed out on the ensuing kickoff, a 98-yard kickoff return by Devin Robert, uh, Devin Roberson, pardon me, and it was a ball. It's amazing how many times this happens on a play like this. Uh, actually, Lincoln College Prep misplays the kickoff. They have to go back and pick it up at the two-yard line, and you know they talk about the cliche is, and that happens sometimes, kickoff teams relax or whatever, but he picks up at the two-yard line, and lo and behold, he goes down the near sideline, 98 yards for a, for a score. Um, that obviously took that all that momentum you had uh, it took it away at that point after that big kickoff return well that's exactly what we tried to execute mike we, we didn't all week long we talked about and practice and we practiced it on the field that we weren't going to kick to them deep because of their speed so we we're going to squib kick and i would have bet money that thing was going to go out of bounds and i and i kept hoping that it wouldn't yeah. go out of bounds they turned a blinker because they, they, yeah, they get the ball at 35 by I me mean, it just it's it started headed towards that right sideline the far sideline for me we're, mm-hmm. we're at and, and we thought it's for sure going out of bounds. And that thing just kept bending back to the middle. I mean, it had to be no more than two to three yards mm-hmm. from the sideline. And they run back and pick it up. And we had one or two missed tackles. And then, you know, we, we lost contain on the outside. And he took it right up the sideline and for 98 yards. So that was – very frustrating thing when you execute the way you want to and they still turn into something like that. It was a bit of a backbreaker. Made it 34-12 to 12 at that point. We had 10 and a half minutes to go in the ball game, and then they pretty much put the game away with 3.49 to go on a 65-yard run by the quarterback, Zach Shelby. That made it 41-12, to 12, again, under four minutes to go. But the beta wasn't done. They are able to get back on the board one final time in that game and in this season. A little swing pass out to the left side, and, you know, Avia Stabman, who had 23 rushing touchdowns on the air and a few more receiving. He tacks on one more for good measure. So first and 10 for the Tigers. Ball in the near hash mark at the 37-yard line. 3.20 now to go here in the contest. Delayed hand up. No, actually, Bishore passes left side. Avia Stedman, left sideline, 40-yard line, 45, 50-yard line. Puts on the afterburners. He's at the 30. He's going to score. Avia Stedman will take it to the house. A touchdown that goes for 62 yards. Make it 63 yards, and Aveda gets six on the board with 3.06 to go. Well, it didn't decide the game, obviously, but uh, a good, strong finish, uh, at least to, your ball, to that ball game. And, uh, and uh, Stedman gets a chance to, to show that speed on the sideline we've seen all season long. Yeah, and it's, it's good that we'll get to see that speed again next year <laughs> down the sideline. So, yeah, just a couple options there, and, and Kay just checked down, which we usually have some kind of check down available on most of our passes. Some of them we don't, and we don't call those unless we're pretty confident they're going to be there. But he had the check down option on that one, and he chose to do that, which was the right decision, and uh, you know got out to Avius's hands. I think he made one guy miss there within the first five or six yards, and then it was just a lot of daylight in front of him, and mm-hmm. uh, he's going to win a lot of track meets down the sidelines. So. Uh, yeah, good way to good way to wrap up the season um, late in that game with a, a score to a young man who I think setting that total twenty seven or twenty eight touchdowns on the year rushing and receiving. So, and uh, we're going to talk about his numbers here in a little bit, but uh, finished it all, made it forty one to eighteen, uh, the final score in the ball game. Nevada unable to get that uh, two point conversion, and so forty one eighteen was the final score. The Nevada season comes to an end at uh, nine and three. Of course, Lincoln College Prep they're able to improve to eleven and zero on the year, and they've got the Smithville Warriors. A uh, very talented football team to play coming up on uh, Saturday. Uh, I think that game's in Kansas City, as a matter of fact, at, back at Lincoln College Prep. Uh, both teams played at home, and I think the I think the home game went back to Lincoln College Prep on Saturday afternoon. After the game, I didn't really take the time to look it up. Yeah, I think it's being moved. It's being moved to a larger stadium. Yeah, well, that's probably a good in idea. In Kansas City. That's yeah, probably a good idea. It's, yeah, yeah, it's home field advantage for yeah, Lincoln and There Prep. was some talk about moving our game to a larger facility, from what I understand. Yeah, I think there was a little bit of that, but uh, – for whatever reason they want out on that deal. I, I, you know, <laughs> you're supposed to have a minimum capacity. Uh, maximum mm-hmm. capacity is supposed to be so much.
much, and uh, they didn't quite make that. But uh, uh, the powers that be at Michigan decided that was okay for this district championship game. So, well, and uh, as we take a look at you know, and uh, people did turn out. I mean, it was uh, it was a bitterly cold night. Uh, the we can see the wind blowing. It was blowing. I can personally tell you, it was blowing all night long, and uh, the people from Nevada still turned out and. Uh, it uh, looked like they took all the seats that they had, and uh, and then the band was over not over there not far from you. Good to see them in attendance as well. Yeah, it was a tremendous amount of support, and we appreciate that. And, and you know, even last year, uh, the long trip um, that we made last year in, in the semifinals yeah. to Jeff City was was well. And that was a COVID. Was that was a COVID deal. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it just yeah we I think we had a four hundred twenty five yeah. ticket something like that allotment last year and, and sold them all and we had four ninety this year I think and sold them all so yeah excellent support really appreciate that and the and the, the parents and the fans that made the trip and some alumni good to see some of those you know we talked about our power lifters there's a couple of those power lifters that made quite a few games that it's good to see um, on the sidelines and after games. Well, and, and, you know, there's always, uh, and I'm sure you spend a lot of time thinking about, uh, you know, if, and, you know, ifs are about as good as the, the two-letter word, the two letters that it takes to make up the word. But uh, the, uh, but I'm sure that there's certain points in the game where you think, well, if it gone this way, maybe things turn out differently. But, uh, you know, but still, Lincoln College Prep was there for a reason. Yeah, they're a pretty good football team. You know, I think if if we finish a couple drives there, Mike, it's going to make a difference. I don't know if it, if it's a big enough difference to to turn the game. But, you know, I was talking to uh, uh, David Hawks, our athletic director, and Dr. B. Shore, superintendent there in the office on Monday or Tuesday. I uh, forget which one now. But, you know, just talking to them, it, it the final was 41-18. It was more like a 34-24, mm-hmm. 30-20 game, 30-22 game, something like that, just from the standpoint of – Two big plays that don't typically happen in a high school football game, the, the kick return and, and the pick six are just two plays that don't typically happen and, and, and might have made a difference in that game. But, again, I, I just think their speed um, was something that we were going to have a hard time contending with all night. And we knew that offensively. We knew we had to maintain the ball, maintain possession, have long drives, and we did. We just stubbed our toe on a few of those by not scoring and obviously uh, had a few turnovers that snuffed a few of those out. But uh, – you know, definitely proud of our kids, the way they fought all year. And you know, go back to that Bolivar game, I think that represents Nevada well. It's, a, you know, kind of a blue-collar, never-say-die type of town. That's the way our football team is molded. We're going to run the ball, and we're going we're gonna to pass occasionally, and we're going to try to play tough, solid defense. we got to get better in that aspect for next year because we got a lot of – a lot of high-powered offenses mm-hmm. that do different things in the Big Eight, so we got to be prepared for that. And we go back to the different East rotation. I know Mount Vernon's back on the schedule. They were down a little bit this year, but like us two years ago, they started a lot of freshmen and sophomores, and look where we ended up, you know, after starting a bunch of freshmen and sophomores for a year. So it could be interesting. We got to, I'm not sure who on the East side we play other well, than Well, we haven't them, played but, Catholic uh, yet. We haven't yeah, played. It's, it's Catholic, Mount Vernon, and I th- think – uh, Reeds, Reeds, I, I think Marshfield, Marshfield maybe, okay, yeah. but uh, by no Catholic in Mount Vernon are two of them. So, um, yeah, it'll be a different schedule again, some different opponents from the from the East, and we know. I think the Big Eight West, everybody knows what to expect now. We've got two teams still playing, Seneca Lamar in Class 2 and Class 3. And then, of course, Matt County and ourselves were just beat out in Class 4 in the district championship. So we talked about that last mm-hmm. week quite a bit. But the Big Eight, strong conference, everybody knows that. It's, it's probably going to be real strong again next year. It's worth pointing out, even though you only scored the 18 points, you had a couple of turnovers uh, along the way that certainly did hurt. But uh, you still rack up. 
382 yards of total offense, including 307 yards rushing. So from a statistical standpoint, you're pretty much right on your average, at least on the on the rushing side. Yeah, just you know, a few big plays by them uh, was the difference in the ball game. But that was the goal going in was to get close to 300 yards rushing, and we did that. We always like to be around 400 yards of total offense. Didn't quite get there. But, uh, you know, on a night like that, you know, throwing the deep ball was going to be a challenge anyway with their speed Then with the way that wind was whipped. And, and it really looked like it was just blowing, you know, from the end zone to your left to the right. But it was just kind of whipping around down there sometimes too. So uh, just I'm just proud of our kids and represent Nevada well uh, and had a really good season. And, you know, after after some str- two years of struggling to go seven and four and get to the district semifinal, they go nine and three, get a district championship. We just want to keep building off of that momentum and have another good year next year. Well, you did get to bring home a plaque. Uh, obviously, it's not the one you wanted, but you got to bring home a second place uh, plaque in the in uh, the district, which will go into the trophy case. And and can you take solace in the fact that you know? And again, I know we beat it to death, but a team that went a program that went zero and ten two years ago gets to a district semifinal last year. You get to a district championship game this year. Can you take solace in the fact that you're certainly on the right on the right uh, trajectory? Well, I think one thing that uh, I discussed with uh, John McNeely when I came back in 2017 is that we just we wanted to go back to Nevada football, and like we said, just hard nose, run the football, play good defense. Um, you know, a lot of teams, Mike, and and this is not just coach talk, because you can look it up. A lot of teams that win state championships in class five and under run the ball the majority of the time. So when you get weather like Friday night, last Friday night, like there's going to be this week, it's going to be kind of cold and damp at times, then run the football is key. And, you know, so uh, we're still going to try to attempt to play really good defense. We're going to try to attempt to keep our running game as potent as possible, throw when we have the opportunities, when the when the presents itself. But, uh, yeah, just trying to get Nevada football back to competing for Big 8 championships and, and going, you know, two or three weeks into playoffs, that's, that's where we consistently want to be. And Nevada has their season come to an end again at 9-3. and three. We're going to come back and talk about the season as a whole, take a look at some of the big numbers for you, and uh, we'll do that for you after this timeout. And also, of course, talk about the future after this timeout on Tiger Talk. Twice a year is a minimum. You owe it to yourself. A checkup with Dr. Travis Jackson at Nevada Family Dentistry. New patients are always accepted. Call today for an appointment at 667-3006. Nevada Family Dentistry offers you the highest level of dental care available in a warm, comfortable environment with services for all ages. They are now your local source for dental implants. Open Tuesday, 8.30 to noon and 1 to 5. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8.30 to 1 and 2 to 5. Nevada Family Dentistry, 667-3006 at 402 East Walnut in Nevada. Sharky's Pub and Grub at 400 South Johnson Drive, Nevada is more than just a place to eat. It's an atmosphere filled with your friends and family, great food and drinks, music and entertainment. Oh, did I mention the food? And it's all in one lively spot. And what about the daily specials on your favorite eats and drinks? Sharky's Pub and Grub, 400 South Johnson Drive, Nevada. Come on over and experience it for yourself. It's not just a place to eat, it's an atmosphere. You're at a place you'd like to write a check, but you know if you do, you'll get grilled. Do you have a driver's license? Do you have a job? A social security number? Why go through that? Use your debit card. It's easier and more convenient than writing a check. The First National Bank, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Now with ATM locations at Murphy's USA next to the Walmart parking lot, Wood Supermarket at 1407 West Austin in Nevada, and the First National Bank on the Nevada Square. 
The holidays are traditionally spent sitting around and relaxing by a warm fire. Unless you're a true grid jamming down in the outdoors kind of person, if that's you, then you need to go to El Dorado Cycle and Outdoor Equipment. They have Trailmaster and KO Youth ATVs starting at $1,299 out the door cash price. Or an SSR 70cc pit bike out of the door cash price starting at $1,050. And 125cc pit bike starting at $1,450 out the door cash price. It's all at El Dorado Cycle and Outdoor Equipment. Located at 3270 South Highway 32 in El Dorado Springs. Your authorized sales and service dealer for Articat. Mike Carpet back with you here on Tiger Talk tonight on this Wednesday. I'm being joined right now by Nevada Tiger football coach Wes Beachler. Also, a little bit later on, we'll be talking uh, with girls basketball coach and assistant football coach, by the way, Blake Howarth. Uh, we talked to him a little bit uh, just to kind of tease the interview. I recorded it earlier today, and uh, the uh, we talked a little bit about him having to spend two or three weeks working on two different sports. And then, of course, uh, they had their jamboree last night for basketball, and the season starts on Tuesday, so we got a lot to cover with him a little bit later on in the program. Right now, though, we go back and and uh, kind of review the season a little bit with uh, Tiger at football coach Wes Beachler, and uh, obviously big numbers, uh, Coach, uh, as, uh, especially when you take a look at the, the rushing numbers, 342 yards per ball game. you got uh, Avia Stedman who ran, I uh, thought he might have a crack for 2,000 there before the season was over, uh, but he ends up with 1,851 yards. Uh, Kay Sanderson, unfortunately, comes up just a little bit short of 1,000. It would have been cool to have two 1,000-yard rushers, but uh, he ends up uh, 32 yards shy of that. Uh, but, it has, but you have to remember, he missed one game mm-hmm. due to illness. And then uh, and then Jordan Johnson with 527 yards. Uh, from a rushing standpoint, uh, you obviously had a big, big season. Yeah, I think offensive line played really well and really consistent. And, again, for the second straight year, had very few – well – I wouldn't say a few injuries. We had one pretty pretty significant injury, but they didn't miss any time. And uh, you know, when your when your offensive line is is the same group as seven, when you count our tight ends, the whole year with a, with a few guys coming in there on occasion, you know, um, then that says a lot. You know, Ryan Godsey started about the first seven or eight games, I think. Then Kenneth Johnson started down the stretch there when he felt we felt he's in good enough shape. He had a calf injury early, mm-hmm. so we're just playing him one way. Uh, and then Logan Smith just tough with with a with a banged up knee playing uh starting at uh, right tackle the entire season and, and earning some you know second team all conference in the big eight which is tough to do and, and may you know we'll have to see how all districts are coming down the pike here pretty quick and the all area selection be made and um and then and you you factor on everything else mike I, you know I, I have had some really really good running backs um had back to back 2000 yard rusher in Houston had a young man that played at Mizzou down at Republic uh had Springfield's all-time rushing touchdown leader when I was at Parkview um but I don't know if we ever got to see Eli Cheney 100% healthy for a full season I think his junior year was a pretty good indication of what he can do he had 1100 and some yards and 14 touchdowns I think uh you know, if he's healthy this entire senior year, I, I think I think we we easily have two thousand yard rushers because he he is just a special combination of vision, strength, and speed that you just don't see very often. And uh, I don't know that that ever really got magnified like it could have if he'd have been healthy his whole senior year. So yeah, just really good offensive line, good tight ends, a solid fullback in Zade Lee, and and three very capable runners. And the the other the, we can go deeper than that. We've got mm-hmm. three or four more that can run the ball. And JV games ran the ball real well. That uh, we'll probably get some cracks at it next year. But all the all the starting backfield, the entire backfield is returns, mm-hmm. and uh, all of the line but three. So we've got 
Uh, I should say fork is Cartman at tight end there too. Um, but uh, missing four linemen, everybody else is back. So seven stars return on offense. If we can find some guys to step in there and fill the void at the where the seniors were, then we should be okay. Center's going to be a big one. Um, to have somebody that can snap the ball and still get their blocks, majority of the time, that's not easy to do, especially if you have a nose guard over you. So that's going to be a big void to fill as Jackson's been there for three years now, and that's we're going to have somebody step up strength-wise and snapping-wise to be able to carry that load. And then also Higgins was all-conference at left guard slash left tackle, and Logan Smith was all-conference at right tackle. So the tackle spots are big, and the center spot's going to be big. And then we're going to have somebody – you know, step in at wide tight end. We had Trotter there a year ago, was a dominant blocker. Uh, Cartman, I think he would agree to, is not as dominant as Trotter, but did a good job of sealing people off and making consistent blocks. So we're going to have to fill some big voids. But I think all the skill guys coming back should be beneficial for us. Avia Stedman ends up with 23 touchdowns rushing. Case Anderson with 12. Jordan Johnson tacks on uh, nine more. Cade Bishore, the quarterback, uh, he got running late in the season. He ends, with, uh, ends up with four rushing touchdowns, so certainly did spread to wealth during the course of the season. And I think when you take a look at – I'm trying to find the number here real quick. Uh, you average 8.13 yards per carry. Uh, that's pretty impressive. That's going to get you a lot of first downs, obviously. Yeah, it is. You know, And, and there's you – know, there's, People will, will point to rather quickly that, you know, the Avia Stedman 94-yard run, 98-yard run. But when you're averaging over eight yards a carry, that factors in the whole season. And, yeah, those yards help increase it. But there's but there's a lot of, you know, one, two, and three-yard runs that help decrease it. So, that, to, so to average over eight yards a carry for the season is pretty impressive as a team, is a pretty impressive stat. And you end up with over 1,000 yards passing on the year, 1,071 yards passing uh, for your quarterback and, uh, and Cade Bishore. I think – Braden Hinton was the last thousand yard passer. Am I right on that? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Braden, so, uh, Braden Hinton in twenty seventeen. So uh, to uh, and I don't know if you thought that you were going to get that. I know I knew you wanted to develop a passing game a little bit more than what you had a year ago, and, and it certainly looks like mission accomplished. Yeah, I think good decision making. Um, obviously, some good targets. Uh, Avius and Case out of the backfield. Um, Drew Beachler and Cartman highlight the tight end spots. Those were the main guys we threw to. Did have a couple passes to Zade Lee in big moments for some pretty decent yards and some first downs. So uh, I think we we knew the decision maker we had in Cade, and we know he's got some accuracy and. Very excited that he's back as well. We talked about our runners and things like that, but having Cade with a full year starting, you know, um, 12 games as a starter his junior year uh, is really going to pay dividends for him next year. Probably better add a little bit more to his plate next year and give him a few more looks and already have a couple scribbles down on a piece of paper of some things I want him to do passing game-wise that kind of takes advantage of his strengths. So we'll, we'll work on those things in the summer and be ready to test him out week one <laughs> next year. Starting, let's turn to the defensive side of the football. This is a this is a unit that uh, certainly took its licks uh, early in the season, but it looked like as the season went on. And I know they you know they gave up forty one points. Well, actually, they didn't give up forty one points. There were a couple of turnovers there, and a kickoff return, and a kickoff return. So they did not give up forty one points. But that that unit, I think, just got better and better as the season went on. They did. And again, Mike, I think that's kind of like the offensive line. We talked about the consistency and rolling the seven same guys out there, the, the same seven guys out there consistently week in, week out. Uh, we didn't, you know, fortunately, other than a few pretty serious ones, didn't have any injuries for the most part of the course of the season. Once we got settled on our starting defense, those guys stayed relatively healthy, and that's always, that's always a benefit to us. So I think they, they understood things better, you know, and it's – an emotional thing to talk about, but I mean, our defensive staff and our, and our kids took a hit practice day one, 
you know, and uh, with with the passing of Coach Downing, uh, you know, just a, a guy that helped scheme the defensive game plan, a guy with a lot of charisma and, and respect of the players as a linebackers coach. So I think once they, you know, it soared through all that and, you know, I got – I. Can't say enough about Coach Kirk Miller. You know, was retired, and um, after the passing of Coach Downing, came back to help us out, and and that was huge. It was spots during the year that he came back out to help us out. So, uh, you know, we need to replace Coach Miller now. Coach Downing, we 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 got a def- defensive position on the staff, and we and we need a good one. I mean, we need somebody that, that can coach those kids up. It's it's we're looking probably at a secondary coach or linebacker coach. We can move some other personnel around, but uh, we need we need that. Uh, done in, in a strong way because we we lost two strong coaches one and probably the best linebackers coach I've ever had in Coach Downing and then Coach Miller just did a great job with the defensive line when Coach Barnes moved back and took over the linebackers in uh, after week one so uh, got got some holes to fill by, but I think those young men that uh, did a really good job uh, once they got settled in and, and understood and we had to move some personnel around too so Henry Campbell went from an inside backer to outside so there's another sophomore, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Bryce Budd back there at safety. You know, they, they've got a lot of games under their belt now, too. And so I, I think our defense will be stronger. But replacing, again, you know, uh, I, I think when I think about linebacker, um, Logan Marquardt there at the, in the middle with the inside linebacker, I, I think probably averaged over 15 tackles a game. Mm-hmm. And again, big shoes to fill. Somebody's got to step up and fill that spot and be ready. And our kids and I, I tried to express that to them that that's going to start when we start off season weight training here pretty darn quick give them a couple weeks off here then get back after it and that's when that process starts if they you know i want kids to wrestle i want kids to play basketball play baseball run track um uh, i'll say golf just for owen swergen's sake if you play football but <laughs> owen's a great young man so i'll throw golf in there too i want them to play other sports um but if they choose not to, we're going to get them in a the weight room or we're going to do things like that. And, and it starts it, – it, it doesn't take long to lick your wounds. And you get some time off, heal up a little bit, and let's get back after preparing for next year and, and go support the young men that play football that are doing basketball and wrestling and baseball and track and those other things. In fact, I was going to, I was going to say this question for later. You kind, of, you kind of led me into it. So I was going to say, when, when do you start getting the itch again? Are you, are you there? Uh, yeah, pretty <laughs> – you know um, – it's it, it it doesn't. I always feel like you know I, I didn't really put a cap on it. You know I, I've never really thought. Well, I'm gonna, I'm going to go 25 years. I'm going to go 30. I'm going to go 35. I, I think the first year that the season ends, and I want more than a week off. That that's probably a telltale sign because I don't really. I'm not really craving a week off right now. You know Monday. Um, Instead of going to football practice, Mike, I went home and brought in a wheelbarrow full of wood with my with my youngest Jake, which is always fun to t- fun to spend time with Jake. And then I I took a part of sink and and took some some hair and some whiskers and some gunk out of the out of the sink so it, it would uh, flow again. That was to be a practice. Y- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking, and not just because of those things. It just I would, you know, that's where I would rather be. I'd rather be at football practice than a lot of places. It's, it's definitely in my top three or four. Definitely in my top five. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, ready to ready to sit down with the offensive staff pretty quick. And I'm going to spend some time, you know, next couple of weeks just kind of going over game film and seeing where the young guys are. Um, right or wrong, I'll make a depth chart just based on who's back. Uh, what we saw from some of the younger kids, we did tape 
one or two JV games, so I'll watch those JV games, see how kids played and what they need to work on, what they need to get better at. And, you know, that doesn't mean I'm going to know who's starting week mm-hmm. one next year, but just to kind of give me a depth chart, plug some kids in. Hey, this kid played right tackle. I think he'd be better at left guard, you know, those kind of things. And, and so the kids can work on those different positions starting right away uh, when we start having contact days in the summer. Speaking of those younger ones, we don't want to forget them because they had a good season, too, at the JV level. In fact, they pretty much mirrored the, uh, the varsity season all the way down through the end. Uh, uh, but uh, pretty good group down there. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were impressed. Uh, got to coach the eighth grade one night. That was fun. <laughs> uh, coach Thorpe, Toby Thorpe was out of town and uh, got to coach the eighth grade against Lamar and had 18, 18 nothing wins. So that was fun uh, getting to spend some time with those guys. And then the JV, so the eighth grade, I think, finished – one or two losses, pretty good. JV finished with two losses as well. Lost to Lamar and I Lamar can't remember the Possibly one. Matt County, I yeah. think, if I remember right. But I think they end up six and two. So yeah, we got some. And I didn't always translate. And I've oh, talked sure. about I talk yeah. about that a lot. I remember when I got to Houston, Missouri. Uh, one thing they told me is, "Boy, you came at the wrong time because the good group of seniors just left." Well, it was funny to me; they were two and eight. But he said they were they were good middle school, but this group come now. I mean, they went two and eight, and they were five and three in middle school. And the group got now they were they were three and five in middle school. We went back to back semifinals with those groups. So doesn't always translate just because you're good in middle school. I mean, you're gonna be good in high school, but just the winning the winning mentality uh, is starting to build down through the whole program, and we definitely want to keep that going. Well, I look forward to it as uh, the uh, season has wound down, and uh, but it went longer, uh, a week longer than last year, which went a couple of weeks longer than the year before, and uh, so that's the important thing, can continue to progress, and uh, obviously the future looks bright for Nevada Tiger football. We've already talked, talked about it a little bit uh, already, but uh, you have a large group of uh, returners uh, coming back uh, next season, so that's got to make you and your staff uh, feel pretty good about the prospects uh, for next year. Yeah, I think just the I mean, the experience that they gained and and where we're at right now as a program. I I think you know, I, there there's always going to be ebb and flow, Mike. In, in in most high schools, you you have your occasional schools that just can't seem to get more than two or three wins, and you have your occasional schools that just you just can't seem. I think Web City, twenty two straight years of district championships. Yeah. That's that's incredible. And this was probably the most unexpected one they got probably, this last Friday. Probably, and 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 Lamar's <laughs> got something rolling down there right now too. But you know, just like Castle this year, I think slipped to four and six or three and seven, something like that. You're going to have some ebb and flow in high school sports. You're going to have, you know, if you have back-to-back classes come through that aren't very strong athletically, that, that you got you got to brace yourself for those and, and, and get through those. And you hope tradition and, and discipline, those kind of things, carry you through. But I think right now we're looking at um, we, we don't see a class that, that's, that's, you know, dragging behind any or lagging behind any. We, we see pretty consistent <clears throat> classes all the way through from eighth grade on up. Speaking of the Big A West, uh, you talked about Cassville and some of them. Uh, there are two teams still playing in, uh, in the quarterfinal round coming up uh, this week. Um, and uh, one's in Class 2, one's in Class 3. Seneca has uh, Mexico at home uh, this weekend. And uh, Lamar gets to travel to Ava uh, on uh, Saturday. Uh, Seneca games being played on Friday. Lamar games being played on Saturday at Ava. You want to handicap both of those? <laughs> <laughs> um, I absolutely know nothing about Mexico. Um I probably know as much about the country in Mexico <laughs> as I do the football team up there. But uh, um, the the Ava Lamar matchup will be interesting. Um, but I remember after we played in week two, I had a couple coaches call me, and some of those coaches were just curious. Some of those coaches were in class mm-hmm. two, and were just asking about, "Hey, how good's Lamar?" And I said, "I I, I just don't see anybody in class two beating him. Don't want to jinx Coach B. Shore and those guys down there at Lamar." But uh, I would be shocked 
um, if if Ava is able to get them by. You know, Dan Swafford at Ava does a heck of a job, and their kids they don't mind getting after it, getting down and dirty and gritty, and run the football too. So it, that'll be a unique matchup. I, I would be surprised if Lamar is not you know ten to sixteen points better, um, but. In high school football, a couple turnovers, a couple bounces of the ball, anything can happen. But but as far as Seneca in Mexico, I had to, to call Coach Hilburn down to Seneca and say, <laughs> okay, what do you see on film? I have no idea. what the, I don't even know what offense they run, but uh, well, well, uh, great, it's great for Seneca. I mean, yeah. Seneca had, you know, what they finish? Fourth? Well, I was going to say, They finished yeah. fourth in the Big 8 uh, yeah. West, yeah, and here they're still going. I was going to say, who thought Seneca would still be playing at this point? Right. And, it, you know, um, I would – I'd like to see our enrollment get back to where we're in class three. So I, <laughs> and, you know, class four, you get up to you get up north, there's just these bigger schools like Lincoln College Prep. They just have such great athletes at that level, and uh, that that makes it tough to deal with. But, uh, you know, you're going to be where you're going to be, and you're going to do the best you can with what you got where you're at. So that's what we're going to continue to do. But, yeah, kudos to Seneca and Lamar, and good luck to those guys. I know there's always some haters out there. Um, I'm not one of those guys. If we have two more Big Eight teams go on a little bit further, it just it just solidifies the reputations of Big Eight being a very good football conference. So I don't have any problems with that. Well, and the, and the good news is, is you finished towards the top of that very tough conference. So, uh, right. so obviously things are going well. Look forward to it again. It'll be here before we know it. Seems like the older I get, the quicker it gets here. I don't know why, but it does. But uh, and I'm sure your off season will go quick, uh, and uh, and hopefully your powerlifting gets going again, and uh, you can enjoy that during the winter time. Yeah, just like to compete in some capacity, and I mean, I know a lot of people probably don't attend those, but but our our kids are are fun to watch at those meets because we do represent Nevada really well in that, and they go by weight class and stuff, mm-hmm. Mike, and and we've always done really well at those. I'm just I'm amazed at our girl power lifters. Um, we are it's made mostly of our cheerleading squad. There's a lot of them, and and they they really rock and roll in those lighter weight classes. We we've had some. In fact, we have a couple. Um, Hayden Richmond is still the girls class four bench press record um we have another young lady um claire pritchett i think is going to push some records this year uh malia mcdowell was a senior last year her junior year she got the record mm-hmm. at squatting 240 in 120 pound weight class or 260 maybe she squatted 290 in class last year so that would have shattered her own record if we would have had meets last year so it, it, it's it's fun to watch and go watch those kids it's a poor man obviously our boys uh, zach gardner still has a class four record in squat for the boys or Actually, it's not class four. It's, it's all classes mm-hmm. for, in his weight class. So, yeah, we've had some, some really good lifters go through here, and it's, that's just a way to keep the kids competing that don't play a winter sport, and it, and it allows me to keep building towards something in, the, in February and March there that the kids can kind of go out and, and see where they're at. And uh, I think you're still coaching throwers in track? Still coaching throwers. Um, that, that'll be interesting for me. It's, uh, you know – uh, so by the coaching. way, congratulations to one of your throwers, uh, Claire Pritchett, who you just mentioned. She's going to be joining yep. your son down there as a thrower down yep, in Missouri she's Southern. She's going to be down at Southern. I know that uh, you know um, the coaches down there are really excited. Coach Allen's the thrower's coach. He's excited to have her commit to there. and uh, So I hope that she has a really good senior year. And we've got some good young throwers coming up. There, there's one that threw last year in a discus, and I won't say her name. She's probably not listening tonight, but uh, <laughs> I'd really like her to try it one more year. She tried discus for the first time last year. I think it was kind of hitting the stride there a little bit but i don't think i'm going to talk her into it this year but uh yeah track track should go well you know basketball should be competitive uh, both boys and girls um baseball team should be really solid i think the track will be solid um don't know much about boys tennis but i know evan ray is a heck of a young man really good athlete so he'll lead that tennis group so it'd be exciting to see you know wrestling uh 
Force Drury and Jared Alexander taking over there for the the guys that went to administration. You got to wonder about those guys that jump into administration <laughs> like that. Not not smart taking a shot at the AD on the on the air, is it? But uh, but you know just so they'll 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 bring some energy and stuff to that, and and it'll be interesting to see how our kids do. It's just fun watching the Vita kids compete, and uh, it'll be exciting winter and spring season for us. And like you said, then summer will be here, and we'll be. You know, strapping the shoulder pads on and putting the helmets on again and getting ready for another year of, of high school football. Well, I can certainly tell you that uh, I've been doing Nevada uh, athletics for a long time, and uh, football-wise, is when it was uh, it was it's up there towards the top of the chart uh, as far as as far as having a season of fun uh, to do. This past uh, this past fall, it was a ton of fun to do. Lots of big numbers, lots of big plays, and uh, uh, it was fun. And uh, you and your staff should be commended along with your players uh, for uh, providing a lot of great entertainment uh, for. Nevada in this community uh, during the fall. So congrats, congratulations on that. I appreciate that, Mike. I, I got to sp- spread a little bit of that, which I know you mentioned to the players. Again, the unselfishness that we've had the last two years, it is not about an individual young man. I remember that when uh, Avia started breaking out and having these really big games, I didn't read the paper much. I'm not just – not high on my priority list. Love what I love the coverage we get from you and from the paper, um, but that's not something I, I think most coaches do a lot during their season. But I remember just telling Avius outside the locker room, "Hey, remember when you're getting all these accolades and you're having good games? Don't forget your lineman." He goes, "Okay, coach, I won't." He didn't correct me or anything. And then my wife said in the paper the last two weeks, he thanked the offensive line first thing. So the kids that understand it's not about them as an individual. That's what we've had going the last two years, and we want to continue to keep that going. It's about the name on the front of the jersey. It's not about your name, the names in the roster individually. And those, all those young men make up our roster, but as long as we keep the Nevada first, I'm second mentality, I think we'll continue to see some pretty good football. Well, again, I want to thank you for all the time. Uh, people, I always tell people this, they don't realize how much time I ask for from the coaches, and uh, I have never, ever been turned down by any Nevada coach uh, for things like this or pre-games, post-games, interviews, what have you. And uh, uh, I really enjoy this time uh, with you on these Wednesday nights, and uh, I appreciate the time you give me, uh, not only today, but uh, not on Wednesday nights, but uh, when we joke around on <laughs> doing pre-game on Thursday afternoons over in the field house uh, or in front of the field house, whatever the case may be. So appreciate all the time you give and uh, how forthcoming you are and uh, thanks uh, thanks for that I appreciate it well Mike we really appreciate everything that you do and I mean we have people from outside of Nevada talk about how awesome our broadcast is you know one of those is my mom and she's probably a little biased <laughs> but you know a lot of people talk about how what a good job you do and I also want to thank um, former athletic dr- director John McNeely for giving me the opportunity to come back along with Dr. B. Shore and Mrs. Jody McNeely um, and then just the support from the administration and you know, uh, our new AD, David Hawks, took a shot at him earlier, so I'll, I'll throw, <laughs> throw some throw some compliment out to him. You know, it's it's uh, he had some big shoes to fill. The two ADs that I've worked for here have been Kevin McKinley and John McNeil. I don't know if you can get two better ones than that. And then my next favorite AD was Sheila Wynn, who was from here at Parkview. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had some big shoes to fill stepping in for those two. And, you know, I, I think I told him one day, I, I, do, I don't even notice that you're there because he's doing everything that he needs to do and that's a, that's a bit that that's not meant to be a, a slight to him that's a compliment when you're filling some big shoes so i appreciate you and all you do i appreciate the administration our parent support is great um if i start naming names it gets pretty complex but brandy hammond tree continues to bring food to all the games for after the game 
and take pictures for me so I can roll with the highlight film. <laughs> um, and and all the other parents that, that do that support us and, and uh, get their kids to off-season. Mm-hmm. It's a pain to get their kids yeah. at 6 o'clock in the morning to off-season workouts and weight training. So I appreciate the parents and their support and, and carting their kids around. And some moms say, I don't know, I'm so ready for him to drive. And after they're driving for a while, like, I don't know if I like him driving. <laughs> but that, as parents, we've all been there. We can't uh, wait for him to drive and they start driving. Exactly. You're like, I don't know if I'm excited about him driving or not. But uh, I just appreciate everybody. Oh, and nice. support we had this year thank you very much and uh did you get your picture that you wanted speaking of Randy, yeah yeah bill yeah Wynn, yeah, yeah bill Wynn, uh i got a few people sent to me right after we talked about that on mm-hmm. after the mike's talking about the the winning two-point conversion celebration mm-hmm. after in the ball over game so yeah i got got a few copies sent to me and it's, it, it's just like i envisioned it's avius looking back towards the stack <laughs> with the ball up in the air and so it's a pretty pretty cool picture so we'll make sure we get that on the highlight film as well. Absolutely. And that that's that game right there against Bolivar, not to not to slide Bolivar, but that's going to be one for the memory banks that people will talk about for a long time. Yeah, I think so. It's, I mean, just the dramatic fashion of it and, you know, being a district semifinal to get to a district championship game, I think that magnifies it. And it was a, it was a good moment for Nevada football for sure. Well, in closing, I shouldn't do this while you got a weapon in your hand, my, my <laughs> highlighter. You want to spend any time ranting about your Longhorns? Nope. <laughs> you know, it was interesting that the young man, the young man that caught the two-point conversion, yeah, he's he's from Plainville, Plainville Kansas, Kansas, yeah, and I guess uh, college football game day and Fox Sports were there interviewing his high school. And it, I'm from Kansas. Plainville is an itty bitty town, class one. They're probably barely hanging on to play an 11 man football. And uh, they were small when I was there, and that was I, I came to Missouri in 2003. Yeah. So they're they're a really small school, and it, what a big moment for that young man! Of course, then his teammate KOs him out in the celebration <laughs> afterwards. But yeah, that boy, that's that's tough. you know. Have you seen the video? I haven't seen the video yet, but I've, I've heard the audio. Have you seen the video with his parents? They were in the opposite end zone shooting video. They didn't realize it was him until they, was that him? Was that? And then and it's uh, and I haven't seen the video. But I understand the video is just amazing of his parents yeah. uh, realizing I, when it's him. I have I have not seen that, but you know, that's it's made the social. Well, you're not on social media, and I'm barely on it. So, uh, so it's on social media. I'm, it's probably on YouTube somewhere. I got I got to track it down. But uh, any rate, so uh, that was that was a that was a cool deal. And I'm certainly no Kansas fan, but that was. Uh, and you're not either. But you know, I mean, you were te- you're a Texas fan, but it was that was a cool deal for them anyway. Yeah, I mean, and you know, we talked about if if you cheer for somebody long enough, you're going to go through oh, yeah. ebbs and flows in that area too. <laughs> you know, just we, I I can think of a few guys that come to mind, Chiefs fans that boy they've been waiting a long time for two years ago you know mm-hmm. and so you're you're going to go through those ups and downs but you know it's it's i try to convince myself i'm not always so good at i have i should have no emotional attachment because i have no control for what happens you know, but it's still pretty emotional when you're watching your favorite pro team or your favorite college team play a game and that player i forget his name casey is his last name right yeah and but he's picked up like uh three uh three uh, financial deals and what well, they call it now nil nl i can't remember yeah, what they call NIL. it but it, yeah, something like that but he's picked up like three deals because of that play uh a car dealership in hayes kansas uh applebee's in lawrence and there was one other uh actually he's got uh, it's, a t- it's a t-shirt deal they're making a t-shirt that uh, that uh, he'll be a part of i guess so hey Ride it while it lasts. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah ask, ask Spencer Rattler about that because you know, then, he, then he's got he's got he got a couple cars I think yeah. out of some car dealership yeah, down, so well, down in Norman and that didn't turn out so well for him. But uh, so yeah, I I don't know if that's great for the game. I don't know if that's great I, for college I, football. I, yeah, I know, and that's, a, that's we, a whole other subject. We, yeah, but... we could spend another hour on that. So we we just won't we yeah, just won't get into that. I'll, I'll put it this way: I think we're on the same page. But at any rate, that's a whole. Yeah, you know, maybe we can talk about down the off season. You can come yeah. up on a basketball game and we'll spend a whole half time yeah, talking about yeah, it. You, yeah. <laughs> 
remember you asked me a couple years ago I could come up and be like a guest commentator because I for those that don't know I used to I spent nine years coaching basketball uh that's it was clear back in the beginning of my career so I, I probably forgot almost all the basketball I coached but um you always give me that offer and I just don't think there. I have enough, enough depth of knowledge to come up and do that anymore I don't know I'm, I'm afraid you pound the table into submission though. <laughs> That's a possibility. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a lot of fun, Coach. Thank you very much, and uh, I look forward to anyone. I look forward to doing it again next August. Thank All you right. very much. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you. Nevada Tiger football coach Wes Beach. When we come back, we're going to talk girls basketball with head coach Blake Howarth, also a little football with the assistant football coach as well. Out of the timeout on Tiger Talk. Your farm is your foundation. Foundation built to thrive and endure for generations to come. Smith Insurance is our mission to make sure your foundation, your livelihood, has the best protection available. Trust Smith Insurance and CFM Insurance, Missouri's oldest and strongest farm mutual, to build a customized policy with your farm's unique coverage and needs in mind. That way, you have complete confidence that your farm policy works as hard as you do every day. Give us a call today to build a better future for your farm. 417-667-1828 or stop by our new office location at 100 South Pruitt Street, Suite B in Nevada. This is Dr. Eric Anderson at the 54-Vet Clinic. Cattle producers know that a bull is one of the biggest investments in your herd and has the greatest impact on your herd's reproduction. Lately, I have been seeing an increased incidence of bulls failing their semen evaluations due to the extreme cold temperatures that occurred late this past winter. Call 54 Vet Clinic and let us make sure your bull is up for the job of maximizing your herd's potential. That's 54 Vet Clinic just west of Nevada on Highway 54. Hey folks, Dan Jr. here at Nevada Auto Mall, and I've got to tell you about some of the great pre-owned vehicles we've been trading for. I think you're going to like them. Be sure to come check out this 2018 Jeep Grand Cherokee Altitude 4x4 with leather, nav, remote start, and lots more. Or, if you need extra room, how about this local 2018 Chrysler Pacifica Limited with rear DVD, leather, nav, and a whole lot more. Great vehicles like these and more are always at Nevada Auto Mall, the place where you get your deal. With everything going on today, it's easy to forget to take care of ourselves. Compass Health Network is here to help. We provide a wide range of mental health, primary care, and dental services for the entire family. Whether you need to talk to a therapist, get a routine health checkup, or have a filling replaced, Compass Health Network is here for you in person or virtually. Call 844-853-8937 to schedule an appointment or visit compasshealthnetwork.org for more information. And hey, welcome back to Tiger Talk tonight here on KLDM and KNMO as we uh, shift gears and get ready to talk basketball. Of course, we just put the wraps on the Nevada Tiger football season with head coach Wes Beachler on his weekly segment. We're now done with that. Uh, and in a couple of weeks, we'll start our winter sports Tiger Talk programs. Of course, with the Nevada basketball coaches, along with uh, wrestling as well. But uh, we're going to get a little preview. We did this actually with Tiger at basketball coach Sean Gray a couple of weeks ago. So it's only right, especially since they had their jamboree last night and open up the season next Tuesday to bring in Nevada Lady Tiger at basketball coach Blake Howarth to uh, to uh, get a, an opportunity to talk about his program as well. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring, bring Blake in as well, because he had a, a bit of a unique situation. Over the last two or three weeks with the extended football season, uh, of course, had to be there for that. And then the winter sports practices began on November the 1st. So uh, so I guess that's a good place to start. Uh, how is, how does the, I'm obviously, you're very happy to be involved with both at the same time, but I'm sure you had to be incredibly well organized so over the first 15 days of November. Yeah, it was, I mean, we, we tasted a little bit of that last year, that first week, whenever we were able to win that first round of districts in, in football last year. And so... Jumping in this year and the success we had at the football level, um, 
we extended another week of it for basketball too. And so you have to be organized, but then it, it goes back to the, the people I work with coach Beachler allowing me to leave, uh, you know, during some practices, uh, the groups that we work with the football boys, but then also the basketball girls being flexible, um, especially the basketball girls, parents being able to drop them off for morning practices. You know, we went from five to seven, a couple uh, times during the week of an evening. And so, um, that just goes to show how great uh, our community is. Uh, but I wouldn't want it any other way. You, to, to be a part of something that we accomplished with football, absolutely love it. Those kids, those players deserve it from the work that they put in. Uh, love that they were able to get where we did and the accomplishments we had. Um, but our girls in the basketball program, we're looking to try to, to get back on the, the map like we were the last several years and get back to uh, what we want uh, of conference championships and district championships. Before we talk about basketball, since this is a, basically the football program tonight, we are going to talk basketball, but since you uh, obviously are involved in football as well as an assistant coach, uh, what were your impressions of the season just completed? Obviously, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, that group – Last year's seniors, they kind of set the tone for us, and they got us back rolling in the right direction. Um, we were when we went zero and ten. I know we went zero and ten, and nobody wants to do that. But the group we had continued to practice hard in the right way, and we knew if we could get through injury free, the potential we had for last season. And then those seniors, Jace Lee, Dylan Beachler, and Caden Denny, those guys set the tone for us, and and that's what we needed to get back moving in the right direction and then logan marcourt logan smith jackson dryer i mean logan uh lucas lucas higgins those guys just picked up where, where they left off and so to be a part of this i want to be a part of us putting nevada football back on the map um you know my my in-laws are alumni here and so being able to talk and listen to him talk about the you know the the 70s 80s and 90s of nevada tiger football it's fun. It gives me the chills thinking about it. I'm like, that's what I want this program to get back to. And so to be able to be a part of that and have the opportunity to be an assistant coach under, you know, head coach, Coach Beachler, great guy, able, you know, to do a lot of things, uh, had a lot of success in his career. And so to learn from him, not only as a coach, but as a, as a man, it, it's great for me. And, and I love that. But uh, these kids earn it. They bust their rears in the weight room in the classroom and then they show up to practice and, and they push each other and hold each other accountable. And that's so fun to watch with everything that's going on in the world that we still have groups of, of kids and young men and ladies that step up and, and put out the hard work. And with everybody that's coming back, uh, I'm sure we're looking forward to a, another success or you know, at least looking forward to a season next year at our place lineman. We know that, but uh, skill position wise and back and defensive backs in pretty good shape. Obviously losing talent. There's no doubt about it. You know, we lose the longer Mark Hartz of the world and uh, some of these offensive linemen, uh, but we go through that every year. But uh, yeah. obviously the cover's not bare coming back. No, I mean, our skill guys, like you said, we return basically everybody. And so it, it, the ones we are losing up front, it's it's going to be a challenge. It was a challenge last year, too. And so when we lost Riley Trotter and, and Noah Bishore, um at tight ends, we're like, who's going to who's gonna step up? Carmen Hiley did a great job for us mm -hmm. at wide tight end. Drew Beachler stepped up as a junior at X tight end. And, I mean, it took us a little bit, but they were able to pick up where we left off. And so we have kids at the younger level that have a lot of potential that we're excited for. Um, and so – It'll be interesting to see those guys step up and accept the challenge and understand that 
they're able to play at the varsity level, and then we as coaches get them prepared for that. I'm sure you had no trouble being the one guy that was, uh, or one of you, one or two guys to be inside a press box last Friday either. No, I mean it was, <laughs> yeah, it was a little chilly. I, I felt bad for you guys out there. Uh, on I the, can't believe you didn't ask the broadcast crew to swap one. Uh, well, that was the one game I I wouldn't. I mean, I remember last year when we went to Aurora, oh, that, we switched. I'm still we thankful for that. Yeah, man. we switched sides with you, so I guess we you kind of owed us that I did, one. But I, did, I, did. I felt bad when I walked out and I saw. Uh, Bill Foster and he had his hood tied up and all you could see was like his eyes and his nose I was like oh man because it, it was heated yeah. and so <laughs> I mean I'm sorry but uh, okay. uh, I was having to shed some layers it was definitely warmer there and I felt bad for you but I, I mean that that was tough to go up there and, and play I mean um, you know we had some turnovers that uh, we hadn't seen a lot of this season but their speed Lincoln College prep speed. Yeah, it, it, it's it's yeah. hard. You you try as hard as you can in practice to to simulate simulate speed, and for us to do that, it, it was difficult because they had cats and players that were really really good. And yeah. so, um, you know, even when we throw the ball and they're able to break on it and be right there, uh, we knew that. And so, uh, I thought our kids overall, we, we didn't we didn't stop playing, and and that's what you ask for. Just continue mm-hmm. to compete no matter what the outcome is. Yeah, well, when you're one of 16 teams remaining in a class, everybody's good at that point. Oh, yeah, and definitely. So, and, then, and the unfortunate thing is, by playoffs, only one team finishes their season with a win in, in football, and that's to be decided still a few weeks from now. But uh, we'll see what they do against Smithville. Obviously, they've got a very tough opponent this week when, the, when they see the Warriors. But uh, you're exactly right. I got payback for the Aurora deal. So. <laughs> <laughs> and ironically, not the coldest game I've ever done. No. Uh, so, but but uh, it was plenty cold. But at any rate, uh, let's talk basketball. That's why you're here. All right, so the Bay Lady Tigers, uh, uh, before we talk about the Jamboree last night, let's talk about uh, going all the way back to summer because you actually got a chance to have a, a, a somewhat a normal summer, obviously after last year, not be able to go to camps and things like that. So so how did it feel to get back to more of a normal summer situation in preseason? Absolutely amazing. Uh, just to have that chance to work and, and have team chemistry and bonding time. The summer you have a little chance to kind of step back and just let the girls play and, and kind of start installing our base stuff so they understand whenever we get to November, it's just a refreshment. And so we were able to do that this summer. <clears throat> we played in a uh, Lamar League on Tuesday nights, and we had a lot of success. Went 3-1. and one. Uh, Our one loss was to Seneca. I think it was either two or three points, but uh, Clara had a chance to, to tie it or win it. I remember, like I said, what the, the final score was. But uh, she got a look and unfortunately wasn't able to uh, knock it down. But uh, So a lot of success there, a lot of hope. Uh, this summer we played super hard and we just played basketball and that's what we need uh, you know, we talked last year about missing that opportunity and getting those girls experience and I, I, I definitely think that helps out being able to play in summer league uh, and then we went to Pitt State for a, a three-day tournament I uh, went five and three uh, and and all three of our losses were single digit again kind of like last year where we were right there uh, we were missing some girls during during the week that we were kind of hoping would be there and able to help us out. And so, uh, and those girls are, are back and able to play during the, the winter here. So uh, a lot of high hopes, the, the potential that we have as a group is very solid. And so uh, for us to get that opportunity to just be able to play during the summer. And like I said, team bonding, team chemistry, that's, that's what we need. And, and I was super excited for us to get back to that this summer. 
Talk about uh, the makeup of your team. You do have uh, – you've lost some players, obviously, again, and that happens uh, after graduation. But you return a, a good chunk of your team from, from a year ago. So uh, talk about what, uh, what you like about the makeup of your team going into this year. Um, a lot of it is just their effort and how hard they truly play. Uh, I mean, we saw that last year, and, and, you know, unfortunately, due to graduation, we lost, you know, Tylen Hethman and, and Abby Harder and Malia Hinton. Um, and those are always tough shoes to fill whenever you have players like that. And so the first couple of weeks of practice, it's who's going to fill those shoes. And we, as coaches, we kind of have an idea. And our group of girls, some of those girls are starting to really step into those, those shoes and, and going to be just fine and, and able to help us out. And, and um, our group is solid. From freshmen to seniors, um, I have no doubt this is probably one of the, the most solid that we've had um, from the, the couple years ago. It reminds me a lot of them uh, with, with Callie and Paige and, and Teague and those girls. And so uh, the competitive nature is there, which is awesome. Uh, as a coach, you love that girls going after loose balls again on the floor, um, you know, just flying around, playing solid defense and competing. And, and this group, I, it's interesting to see what's going to happen, but I feel like we have a chance to be uh, very successful. We just got to kind of uh, get more practices and get playing to take some stuff that we need to work on and improve to get us where we want to be come February and March. You were pretty much a, you were pretty much a guard oriented team a year ago. Obviously, Ty Hathman was a big part of that. It was mm -hmm. a bit was the biggest part of your offense. But you had uh, Clara Swearingenik who, who had the mm -hmm. opportunity to have a few big nights uh, shooting from the outside as well. So. Uh, are you going to be guard-oriented again, or do you have some inside presence? No, we're going to be guard-oriented again, which is fine. I have no problem with that. Uh, a lot of our sets, anyway, it's, it's four guards and, and one post. Uh, Bailey Ost, you know, she plays down there with the bigs, even though she's uh, <laughs> five, six, maybe. Um, but just the way she plays and her physicality, she's able to do that. But we've been working a ton on defense and, and our half-court uh, defense defenses, just trying to get up and guard and wear teams out like that. Um, Claire is definitely going to have to step into that role uh, where, Ty, where Ty left us. And so she's capable of it, showed glimpses of it last night at the Jamboree. Um, Claire's, Claire does a, a great job of, in the offseason, putting a lot of time into her basketball game. And you can definitely tell. Um, and so to see that, that's what I'm excited for, is players like her and the other girls on our team how hard they actually try and how bad they want it. And that, like I said, those two weeks with football and basketball, groups like that is is why you coach and want to, and want to coach. So I appreciate that from them. The uh, team went 11 and uh, 13 a year ago. Uh, obviously, I went through some growing pains, had heavy graduation losses from the season before. Lost, obviously, a very good group uh, of seniors. So kind of had to kind of start over a little bit last year. But so you got a lot of those players back. So are you seeing the growth from one year to the next that you hoped it to you would see? Absolutely. Um, you know, Coach Lex Blue, he's a legend. He <laughs> loves he loves Nevada bat. I mean, he loves all sports, honestly. Mm -hmm. But he always travels and does our books during tournaments and stuff like that. And so he was at practice one day, and he even mentioned they're, they're getting better. And so to even have him see that, because he's, he's been around for years and, and has watched a lot of basketball – that's an encouragement and a compliment to our program and how hard our girls are really working. Um, yeah, I definitely think so because um, 
I've looked down at my watch and we're supposed to be moving on to the next drill or practice is supposed to be over and we're still practicing because I get so caught up in just watching our girls play basketball and being able to, to fix the little things here and there. But they understand what we're looking for and the expectation. And so to be able to call out something, uh, work on defensive drills, and just sit back and watch them work, I- I'm so excited. And, and to watch our girls improve from last season to this year, uh, I definitely feel like they have. I mean, last night we, we got some rust that we need to shake off. And, and I mean, that that's going to happen because some of these girls probably haven't touched a basketball since summer which you know they shouldn't because they're doing multiple sports and so uh, we'll get back into the rhythm I have no doubt and uh, we have you know Thanksgiving Christmas break coming up that we're able to get a lot done and um, but right now I'm looking forward to our season and what our girls have to offer. You mentioned the Jamboree it was last night you saw Cassville and Seneca down at Cassville last night Uh, so uh, how did that go and uh, what did you see that you liked and what did you see that uh, that maybe said well we need some work there. Yeah um, well we stayed like I told you before we went on the air we, we stayed pretty basic um, and so to be able to leave there knowing we can game plan those two teams, Cassville and Seneca, that we played against, I'm excited for because of what we have to offer and what they have to offer. Like I said, we're trying to get back to being the conference champs and, and those two schools being in our conference. Uh, Cassville has a new coach. Um, you know, he's he's a go-getter. Uh, Cassville, Cassville did a good job. Um, but I, I feel like we're able to uh, – we'll be able to handle business when it's time – to play against them but uh Claire Swearingen like I said working on her game she showed that last night Abby Hethman um she uh, a flip switch last night and she started pulling awesome rebounds for us which we need uh we need to get her the ball inside and be an inside present to open up our outside presence um Maddie Majors she had an, a phenomenal summer and she just picked up right where she left off she's having a great season um and so High hopes for her as well. I, don't, I mean, I'm just trying to think here. Don't want to miss anybody. Katie Johnson, you know what you get from Katie Johnson whenever she <laughs> enters the game, and that's exactly what we got last night from her too. Um, you know, Grace and Bailey, they're just they're just hustlers too. Grace is going to be able to knock down some shots for us. Uh, she's shown that the last couple of weeks of practice too. Uh, she's staying after practice and getting extra shots up, which we need because when we go on dry runs, we got to have girls to knock down shots. And and so uh, I, I think Grace is very capable of it. Bailey, if left open, she's going to be able to knock down maybe you know a three or two a night. And she pulls great boards as well. And she did that last night. She's one that's going to dive on the floor too. Went after a couple loose balls. Even though it's the Jamboree, nothing scares that girl. No injuries or anything. She's going after. That's, that, that's my ball. That's her mentality. She's going to go get it. Um, some freshmen that we had that really stepped up is, um, Kaylee Holcomb. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched her play or not, but Softball, yeah, uh, she's just a go getter. I don't know how, you know, how tall she is. I mean, I, I, maybe five foot, five, two, if that she, she came by that, honestly, holy cow, <laughs> she's a small girl on the floor and she pulls rebounds. Mm-hmm. You know, we we're playing against Cassville. They had some six foot six, one girls and, She's getting rebounds against teams like that. And so uh, high hopes for her. Peyton Eaton came in. Uh, you know, she's mm-hmm. all-state pitcher. Uh, she, she's got a lot of potential, too. Um, I, I, you know, Ashley Mather's back. She she played JV for us last year. She's going to be able uh, to spare us some minutes there, too. Uh, we got a couple other freshmen, um, J.C. Williams and Holly Richmond, that 
we're going to get him to the point that we need to to maybe help us out. Uh, Hal's got a chance to be a great set shooter for us whenever Maddie and Clara drives and creates. Um, but overall, we competed, I, I felt, last night. In the spur of the moment, you know, I was kind of frustrated at times because one six minutes, like I told you before we went on the air, it just never felt like we were really in sync because it was a, a dead ball. The clock was still going, and then all of a sudden, it was the end of the quarter. But um, was able to score. Uh, we did miss some shots, some easy ones, the bunnies like you like mm -hmm. to call. Mm -hmm. And so those are things that we were able to clean up. Those That's the rust stuff that we got to get rid of. Um, I tried to put the girls in a tough position last or last night against um, Seneca because they have the Grout John girl back, and she's able to create. I really wanted to see how well we would play them in those tough positions because they were trying to do a pick and roll at half court, and we didn't. We we, we jump we jump uh, ball screens, and so we continue to try to do that because I want to see our girls. It doesn't matter where they're out on the floor, just compete. And like I said, we have different things that we are going to prepare and, and install and prep for when we play those those teams. Um, but overall, Maddie Majors, she guarded her, her rear off last night. Abby stepped up and did some good things for us. You know, Grace, Bailey, those girls, those they got up and guarded. Katie Johnson, same thing. Um, a lot of a lot of good things. The more I sat on the bus on the way home, like I said, our our, our group is solid. And so um, in the moment, I, I was probably frustrated, more frustrated than I need to be uh, admitting that. Um, but I just have such high hopes for these girls because of how hard they truly play and how much they want to get our program back to conference and district champs. In the time we have left, you got a couple of events coming up uh, we need to touch on because we won't visit again until uh, December 1st with the uh, first Winter Sports uh, Tiger Talk. We'll uh, take next week off for Thanksgiving. Uh, but uh, but you do start your season next Tuesday on the 23rd against Mount Vernon. Here's a team under head coach Grant Barron will certainly have a whole lot different look than yep. what they've had uh, with some graduations with uh, the Stokes girl now doing big things in Missouri, Missouri Southern. Southern yeah. And uh, and Johnston girl also is now off playing college basketball. So they're going to have a whole new look and uh, don't have to rebuild building but uh you're gonna see a certainly a different team than you saw a year ago down at their place yeah i mean if you you can get on the ozark sports uh zone and kind of see what he said there and, and that's exactly what we've we've kind of been talking about on the on the coaching staff is you know they're going to look different scoring wise because the stokes girl you know she graduated the uh johnson girls she's out too but they still return some of their post players uh they had a freshman i think last year she was a freshman maybe a sophomore that returns back um you know she she reminded me a lot of stokes she was ahead of her at that age mm -hmm. but she's got potential too and so we got to be aware of that um uh, you know the mount, mount vernon coach uh he uh told me that there's their eighth grade class freshman now there was a couple girls that are, are going to be able to uh provide varsity minutes for him and be really really good and help them out so um you know it is going to be different which we're you know we're, we're anticipating that however they're still mount vernon and you know coach brand he's going to do a great job coaching those girls up and, and making them ready to play us, especially for the home opener. And so we got to, we got to get the job done, you know, this, uh, this week here, a practice. And then of course on Monday before we play them. Um, but you know, as a home opener, we're going to have a, a lot of nerves and, and jitters and stuff like that. But um, you got to be able to play through that and, and use that, that adrenaline 
the first few minutes to get us ahead and where we need to be to set the tone early. Um, but it is going to be a little different. Like you said, the Stokes girl's gone. Johnson's gone doing great things in other, other programs now. So, um, they, they made themselves known at Mount Vernon and for a reason. And you can see that now at the college level. Um, but I think we'll be okay. Uh, we'll definitely work. We've started game planning, uh, already started watching film on them, uh, from last year, but you know, unfortunately that's, those girls are in the, in the picture. <laughs> so, uh, we'll, we'll get some Jamboree film from last night. They, I think, uh, Mount Vernon Jamboree with Webb city, Carl junction and Matt County. So, and we play, we potentially, I mean, we play Webb. they're on the schedule mm -hmm. and so is Matt County. But we could possibly see Carl Junction in the Carl Junction tournament as well. And that's where I'm going next uh, because you also, before we talk next, we'll start playing the Carl Junction Classic, which will start on Monday, November 29th. Mm -hmm. uh, so we haven't seen the bracket yet for that. I assume that will probably come out early next week. Uh, but can you tell us who's in the field? Yeah. Um, we actually got the bracket. I'll oh. go ahead and share that with you. Um, okay. That's on the radio. but <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. A little late. But that's okay. uh, I got that right before we left yesterday to go to Cassville. So, um, with that, uh, we played Joplin the first round and, you know, they had a, a seven and 19 season, I think last mm -hmm. year, but they're going to return everybody. The Floyd girl, the, uh, Hafer, Hafer girl, mm -hmm. uh, they're all back. And so, uh, it's, it's going to be a tough ga first game for us, but I think it's, it's definitely a winnable game. I mean, I, I think every game that we play is winnable. We just got to be Nevada lady tigers and get the job done the right way and do the little things. But, um, it's, it's us Joplin. Um, Matt County's still in it. Uh, Parkview, Nix is in it. The the Rogersville, uh, Arkansas team's back in it, and then uh, Carl Junction is, is there too. So, uh, yeah, I so, lost count. Is that eight or six? Six, I think. So pool play. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I might I might be leaving one out. I'm I'm sure I am. I can even I can pull it up here. That's but, okay. Uh, so I think we have potential to be uh, pretty solid and great competition in that Seneca's in it and uh -huh. uh, Springdale. So it is eight then. Yeah. Okay. Neo show too. Okay. So, so they got a full field. That's good. Yeah. So I guess there's eight teams in it. Uh, all eight teams, I feel like are good teams and that's what we want this early. We want to be pushed and, and really see where we're at. So that way we can continue to fix things and grow uh, this early in the season. So that way by the end, we're where we want to be and, and fighting for that conference and district championship. As a three-day tournament, they play on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday mm -hmm. uh, of that week. Uh, interesting scheduling, but they want to get it done before the weekend with some of the other stuff that goes on in the back half of the week on that first week of our uh, combination November-December week. So at any rate, uh, they've gone to that schedule. It's worked out well for everybody. We need to cut it short here as uh, it, uh, we need to wrap up the program. So looking forward to getting it started, and uh, we'll come back. Uh, actually, I'll see you on Tuesday and down at Carl Junction, so uh, look forward forward to all that and then we'll come back and get tiger talk back on their way on december the first thanks for the time blake absolutely thanks mike i appreciate it that's the lady tiger basketball coach blake howarth will come back and i'll wrap it up for our fall sports winter sports program our tiger talk programs we'll do that after this final timeout on tiger talk Hey folks, have you heard about Nevada Community's bulletin board? It's called MyNevadaMo.com, one website that links to local business listings and upcoming community events. MyNevadaMo.com has eight community calendars, emergency numbers, weather and road conditions, school activities, and government contacts from local through federal. There's even a community forum and Facebook links. MyNevadaMo.com, the only site you need to remember because we link to everything. Check it out. Here at Thorpe's Appliances, we support our community. Each year, we commit to giving back through donations such as supporting the Vernon County Youth Fair, delivering Christmas baskets for the Elks, or sponsoring your kids' local ball team. Over the past few weeks, you have returned the favor. 
In times like these, when you're stuck at home, seeing a leaky dishwasher, or hearing a squealing dryer, it's good to know you can trust the guy down the street. You don't need to go out of town to receive quality sales and services. Thorpe's Appliances, since 1945. Thorpe's Appliances, your locally owned exclusive Whirlpool dealer. Buzz's Barbecue and Steakhouse is more than just barbecue. They offer a 60-person banquet room and can cater your next event. They have a full menu in-house and can customize limited menus catered specifically to your needs. So schedule your next event at Buzz's Barbecue and Steakhouse or just come by and have a great meal. Buzz's Barbecue and Steakhouse, which is the Nevada Tigers' good luck. Buzz's Barbecue and Steakhouse at 2500 East Austin in Nevada. Call 667-4227. That's 667-4BBQ. The Plumbing Shop in Nevada would like to announce that they are your Navian hot water dealer. Navian systems offer more output for the money, lower installation costs, and lower operating costs for the homeowner. The Plumbing Shop also specializes in mostly commercial and new home builds. For a new Navian system in your commercial property or residential home, contact the Plumbing Shop at 417-667-1319. Keeping you out of hot water by keeping you in hot water. Mike Harbin back with you here on Tiger Talk as it is a little long tonight, but I uh, hope you enjoyed the program nonetheless as uh, we uh, got a large, a large opportunity to talk, a, a big opportunity, I should say, to talk to been a Tiger football coach Wes Beachler for the final time this season. Of course, this uh, this past season certainly was worthy of a long conversation with him after a fantastic 9-3 and campaign. So we're looking forward to next year, but after everybody kind of regroups, gets ready to go. And of course, my thanks as well to Nevada Lady Tiger basketball coach Blake Howarth. He's going right from football to to the basketball court and uh, look forward to working with him along with of course Nevada boys basketball coach Sean Gray both of them had jamborees last night and uh, now getting ready to get the basketball season underway for the girls that'll be next Tuesday at home against Mount Vernon for the boys that'll be a week from Tuesday on the 30th of November as uh, they'll be opening up at uh, on the road actually at Pleasant Hill against the Roosters after the Thanksgiving break so uh, looking forward to that our next Tiger Talk program will be two weeks from tonight we'll take a week off for the Thanksgiving Day holiday and then uh, Come back two weeks from tonight on Wednesday, December 1st with our first winter sports. Tiger Talk program of the season. We'll look forward to that with uh, the two basketball coaches I just mentioned and also new wrestling coach, Forrest Drury. I've yet to come in contact with him, but hopefully he'll be joining us as well during the winter sports season as well. Thanks to you for joining us all season long for Tiger Talk during the fall sports season. We'll look, back, look forward to seeing you back here two weeks from tonight for our next Tiger Talk program right here on Double K Country. For Tiger football coach Wes Beachler and for Lady Tiger basketball coach Blake Howarth, I'm Mike Harbett. Thanks for joining us for Tiger Talk on Double K Country. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to Tiger Talk on Double K Country. Tiger Talk is brought to you each week by Buzz's Barbecue, Nevada Auto Mall, Emory's Truck Stop, Fairy Funeral Home, 54 Feet and Seed, Sutherland's Home Base, First National Bank, Eldorado Cycle and Outdoor Equipment, 54 Veterinary Clinic, Compass Health Network, Sharky's Pub and Grub, Nevada Family Dentistry, Thorpe's Appliances, the Plumbing Shop, MyNevadaMode.com, and Smith Insurance Agency. Join us next Wednesday night at 6.05 for Tiger Talk on your source for sports in southwest Missouri and southeast Kansas. AM 1240 KNEM and 97.5 FM KNMO in Nevada. Double K Country.